connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Um, I'm on the line with uh, a wonderful friend, a very good friend, Helke Ferry. Helke is a uh, journalist and writes very, very intelligent and deeply researched articles for a Canadian health magazine <clears throat> called Vitality Magazine. Uh, and I richly enjoyed her um, her writing uh, since I got to know since I first got to know her. Um, We've been up in uh, Canada at conventions, and we share a booth with uh, with Helka. She also has a publishing company where she publishes those medical um, the, the information about the medical corruption and um, and disinformation uh, that other people will just plain not publish. So. I, uh, I'm, I'm very eager to get this conversation going because Helka is a wealth, a wealth of information. Not only has, does she know all of this stuff, but in a lot of cases, she has experienced some of the problems herself. Plus, at one point, she was married to a doctor. Not that she's not married anymore, but he, after, after he had found, after he had read many of her articles, uh, he quit medicine. He couldn't face it anymore. Helka, it's a pleasure, a joy, and an honor to have you on the program. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you. Uh, Helka, you've, you've been doing, you've, you've been doing this for quite a while, uh, in terms not only of uh, writing articles yourself and writing books, but, but publishing books by others about, uh, the medical cover-ups and disinformation around. One would, one would, Want to know what kind of patterns have emerged? If you if you have noticed any patterns uh, in how the um, how the medical disinformation is uh, spread and 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 generated, um, that's uh, an interesting question because uh, the patterns that one can see in the mainstream publications um, are twofold. One is you have a steady exponential increase in correct information about disease causation, such as cancer from environmental toxins and a food that is, you know, has pesticides in it and so on. Uh, there's an exponential increase in excellent research on the causation of whatever disease, 
um, multiple sclerosis, uh, vitamin D deficiencies, uh, uh, electromagnetic fields causing everything you can imagine, and so on. But that material is, of course, a problem for those uh, that aspect of medicine that thrives particularly financially on keeping people sick. And because you have these two streams of information, one which is correct research that becomes more and more helpful to those of us who actually want to help people get better or regain their health, and the other being the disinformation that uh, makes it very difficult for both doctors who don't necessarily know or they can be complicit in, in the problem of, of, of uh, fraud, it makes it very difficult for doctors to find out, and it makes it very difficult for patients to decide what is correct information. So time and time again, in all sorts of situations, I have been asked, how do I know what is correct? So if, for example, somebody uh, discusses vaccines with me, and most vaccines currently available have either very high levels of toxicity or specific levels of toxicity that can harm people with particular genetic predispositions. So the entire question of harm is researched and available, but of course the standard response is you have to do the best you can for your child to protect your child from whatever dread disease, and that's usually a long list. And uh, the mother says, how do I know what is correct information? That is difficult on the face of it, but on the other hand, it's not that difficult to figure out. Well, what's happening, of course, is the disinformation is uh, is put out by industries that that are multi-trillion-dollar industries, uh, some of the richest in the world, and who can hire advertising agencies by the boatload to to spew out this nonsense. And what happens apparently in the propaganda uh, area is that if you if you have good information, people will understand it read it, believe it, and so forth. But if you have two sides of the story, as uh, you know, Fox News or Faux News uh, is, is is fond of putting out, uh, or a lot of the other uh, captive commercial media is, uh, is fond of putting out, and here's the other side of the story. Well, you know, who's, who's for cancer? Well, they find somebody who's for cancer. Um, then people tend to be paralyzed by by the two equally loud or one one even louder than the other um, streams of information. So they become paralyzed, and this status quo wins. That is that is true. Uh, now I have been writing about these issues for 16 years, but one of the things that I thought was remarkable, um, a very good poll was conducted. I believe it was in 2009, and it was the Harris poll which is one of the big ones. Yeah, well, top ones, And the Harris poll found that only 9% of the American public, this was done in the U.S., we don't have anything comparable here yet, um, that only 9% of the public in the United States still trusts the pharmaceutical industry. Now, when I started this 16 years ago, 17 years ago, writing about these issues, uh, the trust in pharmaceuticals and in the judgment of the doctor was pretty much absolute. And that, that is interesting. The other poll that we have, in the, that is a Canadian one, uh, which was conducted, now I can't remember which company it was, it was a Canadian poll, a big one, 
and that had to do with alternative medicine. Now, in this case, alternative medicine was defined in terms of uh, naturopathy, homeopathy, traditional Chinese medicine, that sort of thing, uh, rather than uh, new ideas coming from nutritional and detox concepts in standard medicine. And the result was that in 1998, when the first study came out uh, jointly with the University of Toronto and the FDA, uh, about the toxicity of properly prescribed standard medicines for those conditions that they were intended to, showing that it was the fourth leading cause of death. Now it has become the first leading cause of death. But in 1998, standard drugs properly prescribed had been found for the first time that they were, uh, you know, caused death outright. But they always um, they always tell us they always tell us about the disease causes of death. They never tell us about the toxicity causes of death. But but they do. You just have to <laughs> read those articles. Uh, this was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, in fact. So in any uh, case, at that point, this poll was done to find out what people were doing, whether they were preferring you know other forms of medicine. It turned out that about forty percent of the Canadian public were regularly in some form using complementary medicine as defined by homeopathy, naturopathy, and traditional Chinese medicine. By two years ago, it changed to 67%. Wow. So there is intelligence on planet Earth. <laughs> One just has to look for it. It is well, there. So there, there, there may be intelligence, but the 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 dark side is not uh, is not re leaving leaving that rest uh, uh, leaving that be because the pharmaceutical industry, with their billions and trillions of dollars to to spend, uh, is is doing their utmost. Uh, for instance, uh, with with Codex, to instead of instead of improving their product and making it more health-giving and more life-supporting and less expensive, uh, they're just trying to crush and eliminate uh, any competition uh, politically. That is true. There is an interesting shift in tactics that I believe I have observed. Because the mistrust by the patient, by the pu public, has increased, and because the trust in what one loosely calls complementary medicine has increased, uh, there has been a shift in tactics on the part of the pharmaceutical industry. It used to be that they could rely on patients being so scared of dying that they'd believe any old BS that they were told. Now, there has been an interesting shift in that because it is becoming more important to go through the politicians. Uh, Codex is one of the things you were mentioning, but it's happening everywhere with various bills that have been introduced in Congress and in the Canadian government and so on. But I attended in 2004 the, I was the only journalist. It was strictly an accident. Um, I attended the meeting of the marketing managers of all the different big pharmaceutical companies. Whoa. Uh, so that would have been Eli Lilly and Pfizer and on and on, GlaxoSmithKline. And they had sent out a press release and nobody came. The Globe wow. Mail wasn't there. The Star wasn't there. None of our big newspapers were there. And it was held in a very elegant uh, annex to one of the hospitals in downtown Toronto. And I received this by pure accident because I was on a list of journalists who work in health. And I turned out to be the only one who came. As a result, <laughs> the marketing managers were unaware that they were actually having someone eavesdrop on them 
because they were used to not having any journalists turn up. And now this is 2004. Uh, Helka, could you hold that, hold that thought for just a moment? Because we're coming up on a break. We have to take a little break for, uh, uh, for, for the organizational, um, material. Okay. Um, and uh, hold that thought on the other side. We'll, 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 uh, we want to pick that back up on the other side. I'm dying of curiosity to find out what went on. Uh, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're on the line with uh, a superb medical uh, scientific journalist, Hilke Ferry, from Toronto, Canada. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, um, which you can find us on the web at gersonmedia.com. And, uh, and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. G-E-R-S-O-N is gerson.org. You'll find phenomenal amounts of information, good, solid, honest information, uh, on these, on these sites uh, about what, what the, the medical world calls alternative medicine, but what is really, really traditional and, uh, effective and, and powerful, um, health giving procedures. So we'll be right back on the other side of the uh, uh, other side of the break, and Helka will fill us in on what uh, what these marketing managers of the pharmaceutical companies uh, were saying. Uh, see you soon. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. 
Hi, this is Howard Strauss again. Uh, thank you for joining us on The Power of Natural Healing. We're talking with Helka Ferry, uh, not only a great friend and a fascinating woman, but also a, a very powerful medical journalist and, um, and, and the director of uh, COS, K-O-S Publishing, uh, up, in, up in Toronto, Canada. Um, we'll tell you more about how to find literature that, uh, that, that Helka publishes. Um, right after this, right after this, uh, discussion. Now, Helka, you were telling us that, uh, you were the only journalist in a, in a marketing meeting of the pharmaceutical companies, and because you were the only one, they kind of didn't notice you. Yeah, um, that's correct. That was in 2004. That yes. may seem like eons ago in our fast-paced world, but it isn't because the most interesting shift, uh, was observable there. The single most important item that they were discussing was patient non-compliance. <laughs> and what can we do to make patients more compliant? Um, and I was, of course, amazed that they wouldn't go into why patients were non-compliant. And some of the people who were talking there, for example, there was one marketing manager who was very proud of himself for having um, made Celebrex which is the Pfizer clone of Vioxx, that both of which are guilty of having killed hundreds of thousands of people, and that's no exaggeration. Celebrex is, is in fact, um, the same bio, uh, pharmaceutical concoction as Vioxx, um, but it has certain uh, advisories with it that makes it a little bit easier for people to avoid serious side effects which were not used with Vioxx. And so this guy was very worried that people wouldn't take this, this anti-inflammatory. Another person whose name I now cannot remember um, was going on and on about antidepressants, particularly Prozac, which at that time was not yet as embattled a drug as it is now. It causes cancer, among other things, and diabetes, and we now know that it also crosses the placenta and can cause terrible damage to the fetus. Um, so they were discussing why patients were not compliant, and that kind of blew my socks off. Because if the doctor prescribes it and then the patient doesn't take it, that means there's something happening that is outside the control of this immense publicity machine. And I have found that now to be more and more the case, which I find encouraging. But at the same time, the engine that is behind these drugs continues full blast. If the entire story interests you, you can read the whole description of that event with names and dates and drugs and source and everything else in my book, um, Dispatches from the War Zone of Environmental Health, which is now available for free on my website. You can just download it for free on my website, which is costpublishing.com. And cost is the island on which Hippocrates was born, who used to say, as we were told, that food should be your medicine. So KOS is the island in Greece that he had his first medical academy on about 2,500 years ago, and my company is called Cost Publishing. So costpublishing.com will allow you to download for free two of my books that deal with these issues, and the first one, which is Dispatches, has this entire story in it. The other item, which was really astounding, was an overhead. They were using overheads instead of PowerPoint, but not all of them, just some of them. And this overhead came on very, very large uh, in sort of, you know, three-foot-high letters, and it read, what is better for you, patients who take drugs continuously uh, or those who only take them occasionally? And then the entire discussion was strictly marketing. 
that it was very important that you had chronic disease. And one of them was quoted as saying, well, nowadays, the place to be in, as far as marketing is concerned, is diabetes. That's where the money is. So the entire discussion was in this format. And I had this uncanny sensation that when you're that desperate to keep increasing uh, your profits, you're about to hit some <laughs> major problems. Uh, like the, the mad woman of Chaillot in that famous movie with Catherine Hepburn, um, who uh, is thrilled when she finds out that the people who are threatening are actually very greedy because that is their end. It's that if you're greedy, it's a, it's, it's going to bring you to the end of your, of your plan very quickly. It doesn't work. It's self-destructing. Um, so that was the marketing manager's uh, meeting. But since then, this patient noncompliance has become a very serious issue. Uh, right now, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, uh, which is the licensing authority for doctors in Ontario, and Ontario is the largest province in Canada, so about half of all Canadian doctors are under their control, They've just uh, brought out a new policy on what they call complementary medicine, which is not necessarily what any of us would agree with. And their biggest concern is that doctors will incorporate uh, nutritional routines and detox routines, particularly <laughs> any kind of chelation, uh, whether it's by IV or otherwise, uh, by mouth or whatever, that they will introduce those as regular features in their practice. They are very, very concerned about that Why? Um, and trying to stop that. Uh, it's very Why? serious. I'm deeply involved in it because we're actually contemplating legal action against them on this particular issue. Why are they, why are they so concerned about that, uh, Helke? Is, uh, uh, is it that they're afraid that the patients might see that's more effective? Um, the main, you see, it's very difficult to pin down. People ask me this very often, and my first answer is stupidity is far more dangerous than actual intended evil. Uh, the majority of the people who are on these panels um, are just plain old stupid. They, they, they are told what somebody, something by somebody else, oh, you know, this is dangerous stuff and we really have to protect the public against anything that could be quackery. And they don't ask any further questions. The people that actually know what they're doing and are doing it intentionally tend to be rarer. Now, in the past, I had noticed that the, um, that the uh, members of the council that runs this particular licensing authority, their addresses are given in the back of the publications that come out every month from the College of Physicians and Surgeons, and their addresses were, you know, Dr. John Smith, care of GlaxoSmithKline, and then uh -huh. was the address in Mississauga, care of uh, Pfizer, then the address in Mississauga or wherever. Now, I used to make fun of this in the articles that I write every month, that you may as well go directly to Pfizer or GlaxoSmithKline or Eli Lilly or whichever and not bother with the licensing authority. So about two years ago, they removed the addresses and only give their email addresses. So I'm flattering myself that maybe... Ah, you have, you have an effect. You have an effect. Well, you know, it, it, it occurred to me when you were t talking about how only 9% uh, of, the, of the public believes the ads, one would, one would think, one would think that, uh, that a, a marketing organization with that kind of results or seeing that kind of results for its uh, expenditures would be, would be less inclined to advertise and waste their money. One would think, wouldn't, wouldn't one? But it turns out that the uh, 
the advertising is not intended or not primarily intended to to convince people uh, that their products are good because you hear all the time and the fine print in the product is causes uh, diabetes and death and nausea and all headaches and kidney problems and liver problems and so forth right so people understand that that these are dangerous drugs and they don't trust the pharmaceutical companies anymore but what the what the billions upon billions that they're spending on advertising what the effect of that is is that the the stations cannot afford to lose that revenue and so will not publish anything that goes against their pharmaceutical bosses the marketing uh, director or the advertising director of the station will see to it that no no such pro, uh, program goes on because otherwise he'll lose a billion dollar account that is absolutely true and unfortunately this is especially true of the uh, medical journals yes, uh, there's a very good book that was published recently by the uh, former editor-in-chief of the lancet uh, his name is Smith, and now I can't remember his first name, but the book is called The Trouble with Medical Journals and was published by Oxford University Press. And it's a, it was quite a landmark book. It made a tremendous impression. He was the editor-in-chief of The Lancet uh, for about 19 years and very, very experienced. And I heard him at the University of Toronto where he was invited by the Canadian Medical Association journal staff to uh, give a seminar, and I was invited to it. And in it... Uh, during this seminar, one of the medical students who was present said, asked him, well, can you tell us whether there is any, whether we can trust any medical journals at all? And he literally laughed and said, no, you can't. Wow. And I, I was kind of stunned. And then somebody else at a later time asked, uh, well, what is a patient supposed to, to, to do? from a patient's point of view, and Dr. Smith answered saying there's this contract between doctors and patients, and the doctor gives the impression that he can help the patient, and the patient is under the delusion that the doctor actually knows how to help you. That is a very powerful illusion. Those were his words. And it was very impressive because he took it apart bit by bit, and the advertising was the main problem, and something that I didn't know then was that every single medical journal without exception, whether it's the New England Journal of Medicine or the Lancet or the British Medical Journal or any of the great, great big ones, they all are for-profit journals. And the That's profit right. comes strictly via advertising because then people who are connected to this entire engine of propaganda will ask for off-prints, and the off-prints cost money. And then it goes from there. Now, all of this, this entire process is very, very well described by Jerome Catherer, who is, uh, was a professor of medicine at Yale University and was the editor-in-chief of JAMA, of the Journal of the American Medical Association, for 10 years or so. And he wrote a book, uh, also published by Oxford University Press, around 2005, and it's called On the Take. And he describes the uh, entire Helke, We're going to have to take a, a break here in just a moment. Uh, hold that thought, please, on the take, and uh, we'll we'll get back to this discussion uh, right after the break. You're, the, the information that you're passing is just uh, absolutely priceless, and uh, not many people hear honest information like this, certainly not if all they listen to is the mainstream media. Um, we're talking with Helka Ferry 
phenomenal health uh, and science, health science, or medical science, shall we say, uh, journalist from Toronto, Canada, and also director of Cost Publishing. That's costpublishing.com. And, um, and uh, she is just a wealth of information because she really does her research. And we're, we're just honored to have her on the show. Um, this is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're very happy that you chose to join us today. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media. That's gersonmedia.com. Uh, and the Gerson Institute, gerson.org. Gerson is spelled like person, but with a G. So G-E-R-S-O-N, media.com. We invite you to look on the information on uh, both both uh, gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org for lots of good information, books, literature, media, uh, booklets, um, testimonials, uh, information about uh, natural healing. Um, you you can you can get on uh, you can get on gersonmedia.com and gerson.org. We'll. Uh, We'll be breaking uh, just for a few seconds, and uh, we'll be we'll be back in a couple of minutes. And we invite you to uh, join us on the other side of the break. Thanks for listening. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. 
Uh, I'm talking with uh, amazing and um, tremendously knowledgeable medical medical journalist, Helka Ferry, from Toronto, Ontario. She writes for Vitality Magazine. She also runs a publishing company called Cost Publishing that publishes all kinds of books documenting, very thoroughly documenting everything she's saying. Um, she was talking about uh, about medical journals being for-profit organizations and thus um, losing sight of their supposed primary purpose, and that's to, to publish more information about uh, healing and medicine. Uh, instead, uh, going for going for the cash. Um, do you want to continue that train of thought, Helga? Yeah, I had just mentioned a book by Jerome Catherer. Yes. Uh, who is totally mainstream and is in no way uh, connected to alternative medicine uh, or natural healing, a professor of medicine at uh, Yale University, and he wrote a book around 2005 entitled On the Take. It's published by Oxford University Press, and in it he describes how the journals, the entire education process of doctors, the uh, way in which doctors are regulated, the way they are, you know, forced into situations where they are exposed to, you know, big-time pharmaceutical propaganda, not even realizing it's propaganda, um, how they are exposed to journals where the entire journal is an invention, a complete fraud from beginning to end, and the people in it are not, don't exist. Uh, there wasn't, are four wasn't of those that journals big... that have now been identified through a Supreme Court uh, uh, thing that happened in Australia a little while ago. Uh, where it was connected to Vioxx. So you wasn't have there, fraud what, was, on a scale that is absolutely amazing. The encouraging thing is that this entire uh, influence of fraud in medical education and medical practice is condemned by the mainstream top honchos, such as Jerome Cathero, who was the uh, editor-in-chief of, the, uh, of JAMA, of the Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, for about 10 years. The same with his colleague, uh, Marcia Angel, who around the year 2003 wrote this famous book um, on the drug companies, um, so showing how the drug companies try to control uh, what kind of things are published in order to make sure that their profits continue and any kind of research that shows that a particular drug is not as beneficial as has been thought will be pulled because the advertising is more important, which happens in the same journal. So these are very real problems. The, that particular part of the fraud in medicine is sort of the brute force version of it. It's sort of like, you know, a boxer powering it straight into your face. It's control. It's just absolutely brute force. But the more insidious and a little bit more difficult thing to understand is how the fraud is perpetrated in order to fool even the well-intentioned doctor. So, for example, on October 12th of this year, an article was published which looks on the face of it, um, this was in JAMA, uh, in Journal of the American Medical Association, which looks on the face of it like a very honest thing. They were trying to see through a very large study involving 34,000 men whether taking selenium and vitamin E would reduce uh, prostate cancer. And it took 10 years. They watched these 34,000 people uh, for 10 years to see whether those who were being supplemented with selenium and with vitamin E were in fact less likely to have um, cancer, prostate cancer. Now, this was based on the PSA, the prostate-specific antigen test. Now, the test is not only useless, but severely dangerous because of its 
high false positives. In other words, there were, have been hundreds of thousands of prostates removed from men who don't have cancer because the test is complete nonsense. Not my opinion. This is the opinion of the Urological Society of America who nixed it completely and said it does more harm than good. Of course, the industry connected to this test is immense and all these people would be out of work if we were to say, hey, this was a mistake and we're not going to do this anymore. So this, this particular thing, which was published in October of this year, a month ago, is based on tests that we know are useless. The amount of selenium given was 200 micrograms, which is nothing. Uh, it's useless. And the vitamin E was synthetic vitamin E and only 400 international units. Now, the, the, according to the RDA, you need daily 1,000 international units for ordinary health. So if you have a bunch of people who you suspect may come down with prostate cancer and give them this puny amount, well, needless to say, by the time you're done 10 years later at great expense, financed by the pharmaceutical industry, you have just proven, in quotation marks, that these two well-known um, nutrients do not do anything to prevent cancer. So this is, this is one of those you know, really striking, um, nicely done, fraudulent studies. Well, there's one, there's one that the FDA is pushing very, very hard now, uh, despite the fact that it has been shown to be a total fraud, uh, solidly shown to be a total fraud, and that is the one that says vitamins, uh, vitamins are dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one that was published in the Archives of Internal Medicine this yes. uh, past October. Yes. And it was uh, supposed to show that dietary supplements <laughs> increase the mortality rate in older women. So what yes. they did here was they took, again, it was, I think it was 10 years. I'm just looking at my article that I wrote about it to make sure I get it right. But I believe it was for about 10, from 1986 to 2004. And they had 38,772 women and followed them to see what would happen in terms of mortality when they die, you know, how many would die and how, at what point. And they only controlled for things like accidents or whatever. You know, if somebody died in an accident, obviously they were, they were not part of this. Um, so what they wanted to do was to find out what would happen. Error number one, association never proves causation. You have no idea whether whatever these women died of when they did die was directly related to this multivitamin that they were taking. Uh, the multivitamin is not specified. It could be anything. It could be synthetic, which the body cannot easily uh, absorb and usually just gets rid of, um, but doesn't do anything much. Uh, secondly, they're not controlling for anything else. Every one of them has a different history. The whole concept of bioindividuality is just not even considered. And it's very interesting, the lead author is someone who has been trying to prove that vitamin C is very dangerous to you. Uh, and for that, he won an award um, uh, from the National Institute of Health for his wonderful research. Now, they tell you in this absolutely inexcusably stupid article, which lasted 10 years, uh, that the mortality rate was much higher, but they made a major error. <laughs> this is the one, and I find it outright hilarious. And I'm quoting from my article that I wrote about it last month. The authors conclude that taking supplements hastens death. But when you look through the data that they actually present in all those long tables and charts, you find something very funny. In the U.S., 
Women currently have a life expectancy of 80 years. That is the average life expectancy of American women. No less than 50% of the women in the study were still alive when the study was, was over. They were 82. In other words, they lived much longer. Okay? So if the title of this paper had been correct, it should have been Supplements Found to Extend Life Expectancy, because that is what the data actually proved. Okay, and this is in the, in the journal of, uh, this is in the, uh, um, you know, the very eminent Archives of Internal Medicine, and one wonders what the matter is with those editors. Do well, you know, what, what the matter people? is with those editors is that, uh, is that this, this study is, is being used to bolster the FDA uh, argument for the removal of all vitamins, minerals, and supplements no from, from the market. No doubt. That is the political aspect of it. As I was saying earlier, patient, uh, patient support is dwindling. Uh, non-compliance is the major problem identified by the pharmaceutical industry with regard to their products. So now this is the next wave of action to try and get the stuff completely out of the market so that the control remains in the hands of, of the industry. I, I well, am know, actually what, optimistic what, what, that that will not happen what uh, we're because seeing, there's simply what, too what much known seeing. about it. I want to just mention another one. The same guy... We're coming up on another break here, uh, Helka. Let me just mention just for a moment that um, more and more medications, vaccines, drugs, uh, procedures are becoming mandatory, so, so are being made mandatory. So the immense lobbying efforts are being made to, to create laws that require people, even people who don't want or don't trust these medications, require people to take these deadly medications and give them to their children. That is it's, happening in the States, I know, and it's very disturbing. It, it is very disturbing and, uh, and, and is coming down more and more because, uh, because people are rejecting conventional medicine more and more. Uh, Helka, we're coming up on a break. And um, this is a, it's a fascinating discussion. Your data is absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I know that our listeners are going to be um, looking, at, looking at doctors and medicines very differently after um, this program. Uh, so, so we we have another um, about ten minutes after the break that we're coming up on. This um, this program is brought to you by uh, Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you'll find all kinds of uh, fascinating information on uh, natural healing on holistic healing, on the Gerson therapy, on uh, testimonials. There, there's literature, there's, there's video, there's video testimonials, lectures, and so forth. A lot of information. And then also the Gerson Institute at gerson.org, O-R-G. Uh, Helka's uh, organization is called COS Publishing, K-O-S Publishing. You can find uh, lots of fascinating and powerful, powerfully written books at koscostpublishing.com. Uh, she's up in Toronto, Canada. And, um, and this discussion will continue right after our break. Uh, we are, we're just honored and uh, very grateful that Helka decided to join us uh, for this discussion. So join us on the other side of the break. We will be back momentarily. 
a fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, staying with us. This is Howard Strauss. Uh, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. And uh, we're on the line with uh, Hilke Ferry, who has had, who has had many, many, um, uh, uh, who has done deep research, but has had many experiences of her own regarding, uh, regarding the um, uh, fraudulent uh, medical, medical journals and articles and uh and 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 the and also the the health effects of them um there's a we have a question from a listener who says how can they keep getting away with defrauding people doesn't the world see what's going on well uh it is becoming more and more difficult to get away with this fraud for example the in the country norway has passed laws about a year ago that make it a criminal offense to have to, to, to report fraudulent medical research, and that followed a case of a very famous researcher. It's in my book, um, What Part of No Don't They Understand, which you can also <laughs> download for free from my website. And uh, in, this researcher uh, had reported on a particular drug, and there were more than 9,000 trial participants listed. And when the Norwegian government looked into the study, which they had paid for, they found that all 9,000 participants had the same birthday. None of them were real people. And well, what, a, what a coincidence. Law to be passed by the Norwegian parliament. Uh, we have similar laws in Canada that have been proposed in some places, in some provinces passed. There are many 
new such legislative proposals in the European Union. And if this interests you, all you need to do is uh, go online and check out the journal Nature. They have an awful lot of information on this. And just a few weeks ago, there was a big report on, on the European Union doing something about fraudulent research. Um, the Germans are working on it particularly hard. Uh, Germany has the most stringent laws now. This is very recent. Um, and there is a sort of complete analysis of this problem, which was just published, and I have it here in front of me. Um, it's published by the British Medical Journal in the open access pre-print text for the month of October of this year by a guy called Newman, N-E-U-M-A-N, uh, J is his initial, and the title tells you everything. Prevalence of financial conflicts of interest among panel members, the people who decide on, on uh, guidelines, among panel members producing clinical practice guidelines in Canada and the United States, a cross-sectional well, study. And well, it shows Mar you Marcia, how Marcia Angel, as you, as you pointed out, the former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Med Medicine, uh, was so disgusted with uh, with the amount of um, fraud and conflict of interest and money sloshing around that she could not find a an unbiased or an unpaid uh, peer reviewer anymore. She finally she finally in her valedictory article was was called uh, "Is Academic Medicine for Sale?" Yeah, that, that's very true. Um, there are and the conclusion, of course, was yes. Uh, that was published in 2002 or something, or 2001, yeah. uh, and it was uh, the the trigger for this entire investigation was this, this entire, you know, the, everything that we now know about um, fraud in medicine as, you know, having become public started with that article, and it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, of which she was at that time the editor-in-chief. But the trigger was the Oliveri case, Nancy Oliveri is a, is a world-famous expert in blood diseases, and when she noticed that a particular drug that she was uh, uh, doing a trial on was killing a lot of people through acute and sudden uh, liver failure, uh, she told the company, Apotex, who made the stuff, that the consent form has to be changed so that people know who are participating in this trial with this rare blood disease, uh, that they would know that there is a danger of death. And the company, Apotex, said no. And wow. then everything hit the fan. And Marcia Angel Angel, I don't know how she pronounces it, <clears throat> as the editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, went on the warpath. And then 12, which is kind of cute because 12 good men and true, 12 Nobel laureates in medicine hit the warpath. And all of this stuff came out. So the Oliveri case is the trigger that brought it out. I have the theory that change only comes through those people who are in the specific situation. It's the men who gave women the right to vote. It is adults who have passed laws to protect children. And it will be the mainstream doctors who will continue to clean up medicine. Well, boy, it sure needs to be cleaned up. I know that when I'm, uh, when I'm uh, talking to people about the FDA, which I call the Fraud and Death Administration, uh, they say, well, isn't, isn't there anything good about it? I say, well, absolutely, yes, there is. Uh, the FDA can be, can be absolutely and, and, and reliably counted upon to, to give you health information that is 100% incorrect. 
So if you do exactly the opposite of what the FDA says, then you have an excellent and perfect guideline to uh, to taking and, and maintaining uh, good health, taking materials and, and maintaining good health. So uh, w- when they say vitamins are bad and Vioxx is good, you know to avoid Vioxx like the plague and take vitamins. Yeah, there is a reason for this. In 1978, a, a momentous thing happened. The pharmaceutical industry went onto the stock market and were allowed to trade publicly. Yeah. And the moment you have something on the stock market, you have to have an increase in your quarterly uh, reports to show that you are profitable and making profit for your shareholders. But if you do that with medicine, you become a death industry. And in 1978, that was the turning point when, when the drug companies, who were at that point nowhere near as corrupt in any shape or form, became a death industry because they have to have a lot of sick people. What is better for you? A lot of people taking your drugs or very few, as they said at the marketing conference um, of marketing managers that I attended. So, yeah, there's a very specific reason. If you make medicine a business, it becomes death. Well, and that's, and that's what they've done. There's a, there's a question here from a listener. Didn't the FDA just name uh, pizza a vegetable, too? I think, <clears throat> actually, I don't know that that was the FDA. That was possibly the U.S. Department of Agriculture. But certainly Congress, under heavy, heavy lobbying, uh, I mean, President President Obama wanted to wanted to make school lunches for children healthier, and so he was uh, he w- he was advocating that, uh, that that the laws be passed and regulations be passed by the USDA to make more vegetables available in, in food lunches in school lunches rather than rather than dairy and cheese and, uh, and, and French fries and so forth. But but the lobbying efforts ended up so far with the FDA just the USDA just naming uh, uh, just saying that pizza was a vegetable. Anything with four ounces of tomato paste on it was a vegetable. Well, uh, because there was huge, huge business, uh, pizza industry laced with neurotoxic and car- cancer-producing pesticides. Exactly, Helka. This is this has just been a, a fascinating, absolutely fascinating discussion, and. Extremely useful, and the time has just flown by. Uh, we're coming up on the end. Is there any any last word you'd like to say, 20, 30 seconds? Yeah. Um, if you are being prescribed a drug, look it up on the Internet and ask your doctor, are you prescribing this drug to me because you have good experience with it with your patients or because a drug representative suggested it? If the drug representative suggested it, fire the doctor. Good idea. Good idea. Fire Your Doctor. There's a book by that name also by uh, Dr. Andrew Saul. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, um, it's a great idea. You'll be a, a lot healthier for it. Uh, Helka, our great gratitude, not just mine, but also that of all my listeners, uh, to you for having come on the show and provided your outstanding information. Um, thank you for coming on The Power of Natural Healing. Once well, again, Helka's, uh, Helka's, uh, um, publishing company, Koss Publishing, K-O-S Publishing.com. Uh, go on there and find all the, all the great books and all the information documented, thoroughly documented on medical fraud and deception. Uh, and, and take care of your own health. You have to. Doctors will not do it. The uh, authorities will not do it. They're all, they're all corrupt. Um, this is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. It's brought to you by GersonMedia.com.
Gerson Health Media, and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Uh, wonderful places to find all of uh, all the kind of uh, health, real health information that you need. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and uh, join us next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week. We'll be right back.